What's going on, guys? You are listening to the Lens Culture Photography Podcast, hosted by myself, Jonathan Pajak. And I just want to let you guys know the purpose of this podcast is to help all of you guys, photographers, videographers in this awesome industry, grow your business. That is the main purpose here. If you want to access anything I reference in this episode, be sure to head down to the show notes of the episode for additional information. Enough talking. Let's get right into it. Alright, alright, what's going on guys? It is Jonathan Pajak back with the Lens Culture Podcast. I am so excited to be back-to-back weeks in a row, back on the podcast grind. Um, I have a great topic for you guys today. It's actually something I personally went through myself and it's the power of a rebrand and just what it can do for your business when you properly implement it, um, but also the steps like leading up to it. So that's what we're going to get into today is rebranding and everything. I mentioned it in the last episode um, and even just referencing like how like impactful it's been for me already, but I made a lot of mistakes along the way and I want you guys to avoid those mistakes um, and just, you know, hear about them beforehand. That way maybe you can, you know, learn and also just take notes on like what not to do. <laughs> so learn from me, learn from my mistakes and, and rebrand properly on your end so you don't have to go through kind of some of the loopholes that I went through. Um, but yeah, let's hop right into it. So the first thing I want to talk about just is just plainly acknowledging when you need a rebrand. A lot of people don't um, realize when they need one, they kind of would be like, oh, that looks kind of weird or that branding isn't really that great. And maybe they they think about it along the way or you kind of like always piece things together when you first started your business. Um, so you start to think about it a little later on when you're like, why can't I get this, I don't know, this certain wedding or this certain clientele? Um, and it's just things you think about. And that gets me to my first point um, on acknowledging when you need a rebrand. The first thing I always think of and I ask and I ask um, other photographers and videographers is, are the clients you are booking, are those the clients you want? Like you have to ask yourself that. Your average client, is that the client you want to be booking with? And and obviously we all want to book more clients that have that pay more, but that just isn't realistic in regards to the aspect of that shouldn't be the only thing you're looking for in a client. You should always just also be able to enjoy the work you create with them and like because enjoying the work you create with your clients, the weddings you shoot, will just motivate you on the back end as well when you're just sitting behind the computer working on their project. Um, so ask yourself, are the clients you are working with, are those the clients um, that you want? Um, and normally sometimes, you know, a lot of these points I'm going to bring up as well, um, they're, they're kind of stacking with each other. You'll notice that one kind of inhibits the other. So for example, my next point is, do you hate your website? Because if you don't like your website um, and you aren't working on it, um, a lot of times it's going to suffer and that's going to attract the clients you don't want. So you can see how kind of some of these points can go like hand in hand or correlate with each other. Um, if you hate your website, there, there could be many things um, that caused you to get to this it could be maybe you don't like the editing style that you're currently doing maybe you bought like a cheaper template Um, maybe it was just like a basic template that came free with Squarespace which there's no problem with that we all start um, somewhere especially when we first start our businesses and I feel like a lot of times people shame on that I mean they what is that popular saying it's comparison is the thief of all joy it's so easy for us to compare ourselves to photographers that have 100, 150,000 followers on Instagram, comparing yourself every day to Jose Vila who shoots 100,000 plus dollar weddings. It's 
it's impossible to compare yourself to those people and not feel like shit. Um, I did it when I first started and it's definitely something I try to avoid um, doing for me. Like I think social media is like the leading cause of comparison. Um, we see all of our other competitors and people in our industry that are posting such amazing work and you get jealous, but we forget a lot of times that, you know, social media is just that highlight reel. Um, but going back to my point, do you hate your website? Being confident in your website will just help you so much in regards to selling um, your services and being confident in your services to your clients. Um, and if you hate your website, you're also going to feel disconnected um, with your brand. That could be the logo you chose. It could be the copy or like copy being the, you know, what's written about you or about your business on your website. There's so many assets to the website uh, Um part of it that can, you cannot enjoy. You cannot enjoy the pictures of yourself on there. You can't enjoy the, the like you said, the weddings that um, are on the website. There's a lot of stuff that, that can cause you to feel disconnected from your brand. And when you, like again, when you stack these things on top of each other, you're not photographing the clients or videoing the clients you want. You hate the way your website looks. You feel disconnected. These are big signs that you should be thinking about or acknowledging the fact that like a rebrand should be on the horizon for you. Um, and other things too on the, you know, back end that aren't front facing that the client can just see like naturally, like even the collateral that you send to your clients, like let's say your pricing guides or engagement prep guides. Do you enjoy sending those? Do you feel like the branding is consistent with your website, your, um, any other form of, of, of media collateral, but the collateral is important because a lot of times, like it's the information you're sending to clients throughout your, like, you know, your sales cycle with them. So when they're past the like booked phase and they're in that like fulfillment phase um, these are the things that keep that branding consistent is the collateral it's the email templates it's the um, gallery delivery services these little small things um, if all the colors are the same all the fonts are the same throughout like these small things they create a cohesive high quality brand I mean there's a reason that um, you can go to any target in the world and see the same colors fonts everything's a lot of times the same store layouts you know what you're going to get in those stores um so the the clutter on the back end is very important for us and then obviously just like the design elements um in general and that just applies to like everything it could be as simple as your instagram highlight reel like covers they like being the same colors as your brand it could be you know the um the accent pieces on your website like the design elements for your brand were they are they all over the place do you feel like they're pieced together are they consistent um these are big these, that's another big thing that can make you feel disconnected um obviously your name as well for me that's the biggest thing for me was i under i underwent a name change as well with my business the longest time I was always lens culture photography and that was great when I first started because I was doing a lot of a lot of video but I wanted to get more into photography I knew that that's like really where I wanted to end all be all um, but I realized I really did love the film side of it so for me when I rebranded I rebranded to lens culture photo and film because I didn't want to exclude one or the other I'm pretty close to being 50 50 every single year where I do like 20 weddings for photo 20 weddings for video so it just made sense to be all-inclusive to both um to both of those offerings um so for me uh, considering are you connected with your with the name of your business and do you feel disconnected again another big big sign um that you should do a rebrand um and then obviously like the timing is crucial in regards to rebrands as well before if you would have asked me like oh jonathan like when should i like hire a designer i probably would have said like earlier on in the beginning um but that really does change because 
like I said in the client, um, your ideal client episode, you really want to narrow that down. You want to narrow down who is your ideal client before you are paying a lot of money for a brand designer to to design a brand around that ideal client. Because when you first start, you don't really know who you are within your business. You don't really know who your business is or who they're who you're trying to ultimately attract. Like for me in the beginning, you know, if you would ask me then, I would have said I want expensive clients. Okay, so then, you know, what's expensive in my area per se? For me in Florida, light and airy is like considered like you know, the higher end people, everybody who like overexposes in light and airy, like that's considered like the higher end. I don't care for that. And nor did I want to edit in that way. So if I would have hired a brand designer back then, I probably would have gone that direction and wouldn't have enjoyed it and would have wasted that money because I would have to, you know, redo it. Um, for me, I love the warmer golden tones. And a lot of times I associate that with more with like non-editorial more like hopelessly romantic like um documentary style coverage whereas like linear photographers tend to be very editorial where like everything is very strict and tough and like more like um uh, structured posing where for me i like keeping my couples moving interactive prompts and games and stuff like that um and i feel like that really vibes well with my editing style so not knowing that information before my rebrand would have been very detrimental into not only cost, but just saving time because um, you would have had to have done it again. So for me, I, I normally recommend to people whenever I have mentorship calls, wait one to two years before you're like fully, fully established shooting 10 plus weddings a year in your industry before hiring like a more like pricier designer. Um, if somebody's just starting off and you're hiring a designer um, for, you know, less than $2,000, that's a little different. I could see doing that in the beginning to keep everything cohesive. Um, but if you're looking for like a higher end person that's, you know, five plus K, I would definitely wait until you've like really established like um, who you are within the business and what your business is and who you're trying to attract. But that leads me into my next topic is preparing for this rebrand because I will say right now to preface this section, that's like the one thing I think I did improperly. I didn't prepare 100% as I probably should have. Um, the first step being setting a budget for yourself. I think setting a budget of how much you want to spend on your rebrand um, is very crucial. And I'm not just referencing to the cost of the designer because there is other associated costs to rebranding as well. Um, you have to think about every single thing you 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 will be spending money on in your rebrand. It could be um, new polos if you are getting a new logo and you want new shirts or polos. It could be new, obviously new business cards, new wedding guide um, uh, prints, stuff like that that will cost money. So I tried to sit down and think to myself, okay, I'm probably going to spend this much in this category. And I kept, you know, going down and looking at everything that I had purchased over, you know, the lifespan of my business that I may have to like repurchase. Um, that is part of my, you know, you know, my fixed operating costs. Um, and then also obviously the designers, you know, cost as well, um, in regards to their services, but setting that budget for yourself will be super crucial because you'll have a realistic expectation of how much you should say leading up to it. So you can kind of time yourself out. Um, cause understand that when you do work with a designer, this is not something that is quick. Uh, majority of them are just like, think about it as like a delivery for a gallery. It could be anywhere from 30 days for somebody that doesn't have a crazy amount of current clients. And it could be anywhere close to 90 days. Um, that takes a lot more long, a lot longer, especially if they're making other collateral pieces for you as well. Um, so understanding preparing is super huge, especially with setting a budget. The next thing is just obviously the design element. You have to prepare and understand what do you like when you click on somebody's website, 
Do you instantly think, I love how these colors look. I love how these fonts look. Go through and spend an evening and just save all of this information and all of these design elements that you thoroughly love and enjoy because you want to have something to reference um, to your designer so that she kind of understands the vibe that you enjoy. A lot of them will have you make Pinterest boards. That's what I did with my designer. Um, and that really helped. But I think I, I kind of rushed that aspect. I should have sat down even before I inquired and, and made um, a folder of, of websites I enjoyed and maybe had done it over like a three or four month period leading up to before I even inquired with them. Because um, then maybe I would have been exposed to a little bit longer period of time and realized if I liked it. Understand that these, uh, the you know these designers, they are amazing at what they do, especially from the creative aspect. But they are not here to um, help you find your voice within your business, help you find your you know ideal client, help you find the designs you love. Um, they're here to help implement what you do enjoy. So it's part of your responsibility to understand what you want your website to look like, what you want your you know brand elements to look like. Um, and then they help implement those. Um, so definitely be prepared, especially for the brand elements. That kind of leads me into, you know, you know, be, this whole section is all cohesive with each other. But you, your collateral needs in general is a point. Like how many guides do you need? Um, how many pages are on them normally? Do you want to add to them? Sit down and write all of this stuff out. I would do all of this in this section pre um pre even inquiring with the designer because it makes the process with them so much easier and they'll enjoy working with you so much more which in turn i think you know they'll work a little bit harder um since you're an easier client to deal with having your collateral needs knowing the brand elements you enjoy having your budget um are great ways to start um with with your rebrand process and then just figuring out like a schedule for yourself, like like figuring out, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to put my current site to a coming home soon page? When is the latest I want to launch my new website and new brand? That way you could start like, you know, hyping it up or, you know, writing about it and just being excited for it um, and stuff like that. But I would say uh, preparing for the rebrand, the schedule is just as important because you don't want to have like false expectations with yourself and like hyping everything up on Instagram and then like weeks go by and it's still you're still working on it it's just like construction everything that you think is going to take two weeks is probably going to take four weeks <laughs> and understanding that um, but again I just want to retouch on the this preparing section because I think you also one of the points from the acknowledging when you need a rebrand also is uh, a part of this one as well Again, just really mastering in on that ideal client. Um, knowing your ideal client before you're inquiring with the designer is huge because uh, I feel like they work with so many people that maybe a lot of people do have the same ideal client. So they can have some information and knowledge about what other people are in your industry that are charging a decent amount of money are doing as well um, to attract that ideal client. To give you guys some tips on like how, what I did to um, figure out what I, who my ideal, ideal client was, the first thing I did was questionnaires. So whenever I had weddings where like I thoroughly enjoyed the wedding day, the individuals I worked with, um, I sent questionnaires to them asking super like random questions. How much did you value wedding photography? Do you care about... The engagement photos, what is something you as a couple do for fun, stuff like that that can help you um, understand who they are as individuals and why you enjoyed working with them. Were they super, was their love language physical touch? Things like that are so crucial because 
it allows you to understand you know them as people um, which in turn will help you understand the client you should be going after okay so step three in the rebrand is deciding on the rebrand process now majority of us are going to be familiar with DIY we're gonna you know do this all ourselves we're gonna make our logo inside of Canva inside of Photoshop we are going to use a Squarespace you know free template that just comes along with your subscription we are going to DIY this whole thing. Now, if you are graphic design um, knowledgeable, this could definitely be an option for you. It'll save you a lot of money. Obviously, won't save you a crazy amount of time because you have to put in the time and effort to do this. Um, so it'll probably be some late nights, but the DIY process can be really good for people that um, are really graphic design intensive. And then also just copy um, um, intensive as well to understanding how to write and stuff like that. For me personally, um, not, I didn't really have the... Um, time to do this myself, but I also just didn't have the knowledge and expertise in the graphic design element. Um, so for me, DIY was absolutely not an option. I did not want to commit hours and hours to doing this, and I knew if I was doing it myself, it would take me forever compared to if I hired a designer. But DIY could definitely be um, an option for you guys, especially if you're starting out. Like I said, I wouldn't go off spending $6,000 on a designer um, in the beginning of your business when you don't even make $6,000 a year. Um, so definitely DIYing being your number one option. Um, this kind of leads me into to point two, which is kind of like a combo of like using professionals, but also DIYing. Like the piecing together method, um, this is kind of the method I took when I first started off. I used like a Squarespace template, but then I also hired like a bunch of people on like Fiverr or Upwork, which are like um, websites where you can hire like graphic designers um, to help me with my, my logos and stuff like that. Um, and that, this worked great for a long time. And this is what I wrote out for three plus years when I first started my business as I kept growing it. But obviously piecing things together, um, it, it makes it a little bit more difficult to make everything cohesive. You know, if you pay one designer or one, you know, Fiverr employee to make your logo and you pay somebody else to make like your logo animation for your highlight films, obviously like it's a little bit more difficult to uh, keep everything cohesive on brand with your company. Um, so piecing it together can work, especially if you are knowledgeable in certain areas, but don't really want to spend time doing others. Um, the third option is just straight up templates. There are a lot of designers and companies that sell like full full service like rebrand templates. So like website, um, guides, uh, logos, um, everything all the way down to, you know, the color fonts, you know, um, even like uh, font palettes. I mean, you can buy templates for everything. And some of these will have, some of these designers will charge like a thousand or 1500 for like the full suite of everything. So it's a way to kind of rebrand, but without having to do it at a crazy expensive price point. Um, but again, you know, there's, you know, you have no clue how many people in your area could have that also that same exact template because obviously that designer designer's goal is to sell as many of those as possible so not a lot of them will have end goals i know some designers that will do like max 500 or max 1000 sales but obviously the price point on that that template's going to be much higher since they're capping it at a certain sell point um so then you have to ask yourself like is it worth it to do like a thousand or two thousand more to have more of a custom design it kind of just depends then you have the fourth option, which is what I did, which was a hired a brand designer. The brand designer I went with was Elizabeth Designs. Um, I had been following Elizabeth's work for almost two or three years at, at the point when I hired her. Um, another photographer used her to rebrand, and I thoroughly loved her website and followed her. And when I initially went on her website, I want to say 
the package I, I chose was 7,000, but when I actually booked two years later, um, obviously they had gotten so much better, inflation, um, the price actually had gone up to close to $9,000. So the brand designer can be a amazing aspect or amazing avenue to take, but understand that they do come at a cost. You don't always have to do um, what I did. I did the full top package that they offered because I, again, did not want to spend any time. I didn't have any expertise in any of the realms of the rebrand. So I did the full package. It was just under around $9,000 for everything that was for website, that was for collateral, color palette, font palette, new logos. Um, and all the copy on my website included. So the only thing I had to do before my launch was go in and change any of the images I wanted to change on the website to like, you know, my favorite images I've ever captured, my favorite films, and then any blog articles that I wanted to migrate over from my old site, which for me wasn't many because I really didn't care for my old site, um, and then just new blog articles that I needed to do. Um, it was a great process. Again, I think that my part was... I didn't prepare as much as I probably should have, um, and so it was a little bit difficult for them on that aspect um, for me not preparing, but they did an amazing job. I, I look at my logo now and my colors and my fonts, and I really could have never envisioned it being anything different. Um, now I look at it and I'm like, how was I not like this all along? Um, so it just depends. There's also portion um, portion. Uh, like smaller amounts, like you don't have to go with the full package. You can go with just the website or just the branding aspect, like logos, fonts, and colors. You can do website with no copy and write about yourself or write a copy yourself. Um, and then there's also minor, you know, you don't always have to go with the biggest package. This, no matter what, though, will be the most expensive route you take out of all four of, of the options. Um, just because you're hiring a professional that does this for a living to help you with this. Um, but understanding who to hire and their packages is, is super crucial in this too because you know Elizabeth, Elizabeth Designs is one of the best in the industry. They have worked with so many amazing wedding photographers and videographers in the industry um, and that is the reasoning I went with them. You could go with somebody that's a little bit more starting off or only takes X amount of clients per year or only has like five years of experience but has beautiful work. Don't always feel like you have to go to the you know biggest and baddest person in your industry. I had just been following Elizabeth Designs for years and really just thoroughly enjo enjoyed their work. Um, so take that with how, how, how you will. Um, so the brand designer is a great route and that's for people that most likely don't want to do anything like me, whether that's laziness or doesn't have the time. Um, that will be the route that you could take for like not having to be super hands-on. Um, this leads me into my next point though, which is kind of like the follow-up to hiring somebody is executing on the rebrand, changing everything on the admin side. Truly, I will tell you if you are doing a name change sucks. I mean, when I tell you, you have to go through all your automatic emails, all your contracts, all your collateral, change your emails on your bank accounts, change your email on, you know, every single login on everything. It is truly, you know, my text response uh, templates, stuff like that. I had to change everything from lens culture photography to lens culture photo film, make a new email signature, new business cards, like changing everything is such a long process. And obviously, as you know, if you work with a brand designer, you get all this material and you can start a lot of this earlier than when she 
the company is complete. Um, so that's kind of what I did as when my logo and fonts were done, I started going through and I started changing everything all the way down to like the fonts used in my CRM. Um, and this is a huge time commitment here. And this is not something that like any brand designer, or any hired person will do unless you have like an assistant. Um, but changing everything sucked. It definitely did take a lot of time and it was probably the one most tedious part about a rebrand. Next, hyping up the launch. Um, hyping up your launch is huge on executing your rebrand because you want to make it known. Like, n- scream from the top of, of of the buildings that you are rebranding because it's such a big thing. I feel like, especially if you're doing a name change like me, because you want as many people to realize and and see. Okay, lens culture photography is no more. It's lens culture photo film. Um, so hyping up your launch is huge. I did a giveaway. You can do a giveaway. I think I um. I had three different winners, just three different um, entry level, um, you know, giveaways. It was a gift card. It was a percent off a uh, wedding package and then also a free shoot. Um, so the giveaway was a definite awesome way to get people to my website. Commenting on a blog post helps with SEO. Um, definitely highly recommend hyping up the launch with like a giveaway or some sort of thing like that. Um, implementing your ideal client attraction strategy is huge as well. Um, understanding that you might need to change some emails or rewrite about or change some copy in the collateral to find your ideal um, client uh, is huge. And implementing that along with the rebrand is big. Um, and then obviously just considering the last step with the executing on the rebrand is considering your price change. Majority of people will you know up their price when they do a rebrand. You are making your brand more luxurious. You are keeping everything consistent. For me, I had I hadn't upped my webs updated my website with new content in over over a year and a half to close to two years, and I was still consistently upping my price. So I knew that once I upped my my rebrand, or once I did my rebrand, it made everything beautiful and cohesive. A pricing change could definitely happen. So I raised my price by close to seven hundred and fifty dollars. Um, ended up doing actually 850 after launch week i raised it another 100 and that was amazing and killing my rebrand um it definitely has helped me realize the value of my work for sure um if anything one tip i can give if you're like i don't really know how much to raise my my pricing to take your starting pricing take all your pricing off your website and in your contact form put a box that says you know your estimated photo or video budget and if you're getting people that are putting their estimated budget that are five seven eight hundred dollars over what your you know top package is you know okay i need to raise my price people are value they're inquiring with me and they're valuing me at this price point and i am my starting pricing is half that that's a good indication to say okay i need to raise my price and then obviously you know just the fact that if you're getting a crazy amount of inquiries and bookings and always having to turn people down um but yeah, seeking these rebrand benefits is huge. You know, review your analytics, check your price points, um, and see what you need to do with your pricing. But that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you really truly enjoyed the rebrand episode. Uh, it's definitely one of those powerful things and, and the best thing I've honestly done in my business. Um, yeah, it is the best thing for sure. I wanted to say getting the A7S III was huge because the color, but no, the rebrand has been amazing. I feel like people value um definitely me as a professional much more obviously i was able to you know book a little bit less weddings but you know make the same amount of money with the price increase um so definitely highly recommend the rebrand if you are considering it uh, shoot me a dm if you have any questions i could give you advice on your website advice on your rebrand um, it's definitely a scary time especially with having to invest that much money if you're going to go the uh, brand designer route um but yeah shoot me a question if you have any uh, random things you're thinking about. But thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast episode. Be sure to head over to Instagram, shoot me any 
DMs or messages. I'm always kind of living in the DMs over there um, in YouTube as well. But I'll catch you guys in the next week's episode. Peace.